Evan Cohen is on ESPN 106.3. Streaming live via the free ESPN app or on your Alexa, Google, or Siri smart speakers. Broadcasting live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. Call Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys at 1-800-747-FREE. That's 1-800-747-3733. Here's Evan Cohen. Okay, welcome to the show. Evan Cohen with you on the third day of March, 2021. 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN is your telephone number to be a part of the show. You can tweet at us by way of the Grand Champions Polo Club Twitter feed, at ESPN West Palm, at Evco Radio for me, Evan Cohen, at Jeanette and Juice for Jeanette Javier, and at Real Coach K for Chris Coquel. as we get the show on the road, as always, driven by Tire Kingdom. They're open early, 7.30 a.m., open late, 8 p.m., open seven days a week, and uh, my buddy Eric Olson, CEO, sent me an email email last night really you had to start the show crapping on my north carolina tar heels losing to uh syracuse the, the night before really that's what you have to do well eric uh by the way uh the giants your football team not exactly looking great nobody thinks they're gonna win the nfc east this year nobody thinks they're gonna win the nfc so i hope as you're listening now or you hear about this here this is now gonna become a thing every day i'm gonna start the show talking about how great tire kingdom is and taking shots not at eric olson who's a very close friend of mine and at a, a confidant and an advisor and a mentor for me but uh, added all of his teams. Anyway, uh, Tire Kingdom is here to save you. Get a $100 MasterCard prepaid card when you buy four slide tires and get them installed. BF Goodrich, Cooper, uh, Nexon, and more. And when you use your Tire Kingdom store credit card, you get special financing for 12 months on qualifying purchases of $699 or more. And Tire Kingdom can come to you with the mobile tire installation services. Tire Kingdom certified mobile tire installers will mount, install, and balance your tires all while safely maintaining your social distance. Call 844-GET-TIRES or visit TireKingdom.com today. I wanted to say one thing before we get into um, what is a, a really interesting kind of serious issue going on in Palm Beach County in sports right now and in the Treasure Coast. But I want to say one thing. To 18 years ago today, which is just crazy, 18 years ago today was the very first show I ever did on ESPN West Palm, which was then ESPN 760, and obviously our Deportes station um, is there now. John Martin, Jamer, and I were on the air 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., and the first show that we ever did, the first local show, purely Palm Beach County Treasure Coast sports talk show on ESPN 760 at the time was the two of us, 7 p.m., and 18 years ago today it happened. The station went on the air officially March 1st, 2021. And I know, guys, I, I, you know, I'm going overboard here. I know it's been overwhelming in the social media and the celebration of it today. So I know it's kind of <laughs> doubling down of this and over the weekend as well. So I know it's, it's probably, you know, like, all right, enough. Stop beating the dead horse. I get it. I know you've been like it's been shoved down people's throats. <laughs> but um, you OK there, Coco? Um, but the station goes on the air March 1st. J-Mart and I on the air March 3rd. Of 2003, I was 22 years old. He was 27 years old. I don't know that you would have known he was on because I didn't let him speak then, on or off the air for that matter. Um, and 18 years later, we are still here. Talk about an A1 from, since day one. That's John Martin for me, forever and for always. And it's just crazy to think 18 years later, I'm doing a show from home in shorts and a t-shirt during a pandemic. But, uh, you know, I'm still doing the show and he's still a part of the team on and off the air on the uh, sales and marketing side and then on the air on the content side, which he'll be on with us tomorrow. And so thank you all for supporting us. Thank you all for being a part of it. Thank you all for listening all these years. And if you're new to this, thank you for joining us now. So I just wanted to make sure I said that uh, here today. Now, now, there is an issue going on in Palm Beach County sports that I think that we need to pay attention to. And it has really started to kind of increase as the years have gone on. So anybody who's from Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast grew up with it and lives it and learned it at an early age. Anyone like me um, or like Coquel or like Jeanette, to some extent, I mean, Jeanette's a Florida girl in many ways, but, you know, Coquel and I are both from New York. 
who moved to Palm Beach County, the Treasure Coast, you learn about it really quickly. And that is the importance of high school football and high school sports. And how high school football, I don't want to go necessarily James Vanderbeek, Johnny Moxon on you, but it's, you know, it's a way of life, right? And sometimes I don't want your life. And it is a way Worst of life. Worst impression that ever. I'm yeah, sorry. I don't good. mean to interrupt. Yeah. No, I'm, I I'm don't want your life. That's better. Well, now we have a new worst impression ever, so thanks for stealing that from me. Um, so it is something that is just like Friday night's high school football. You know when you're watching um, it in person or listening to it here on ESPN 106.3 or watching the coverage on PTV or Fox 29. You're watching people on Fridays play and coach, for that matter, that are going to ultimately play and coach on Saturdays. And then you're going to watch them play and coach on Saturdays. And no, I'm going to watch them then at some point play and coach on Sundays. These unbelievable athletes and these unbelievable kids, honestly, at such a young age, we see them and we're like, this guy, like, when I grew up where I grew up in Westchester County, New York, if you were really good, like, maybe we had one guy every so often that would go to the pros, but, like, if you were really good, like, maybe you played at Cornell. It's like, kind of, you know, especially where I grew up, Cornell specifically, I think, um, that it was not like in, in Palm Beach County. It's like these, these guys are all pros, which is just freaking crazy on so many levels. So coaching these unbelievable kids is a big honor and it's a big accomplishment. And the reality is it takes a lot of hard work and it takes a lot of effort and it takes a lot on and off the field to put in to get to the point where you're a Jack Daniels at Dwyer over the course of time and, and now at, at Cardinal Newman or you're a Sam Budnick at Cardinal Newman for all of those years or, you know, recently and until yesterday or Brian Dodds at, at Park Vista. And what we've seen this offseason now, and I say it offseason because that's how year round this thing is is we've seen nine different high school football coaches in our area voluntarily resign. There's no scandal. There's no controversial thing going along with it. There's no, you know, like we saw with the, with the Hawks and the, against the Heat last night when they won, like but we hear that Trey Young kind of forced the head coach, Lloyd Pierce, out. There's none of that. This, these, are, these are people that have been coaching in this area for a long period of time that have built up programs that just said, you know what? For whatever reason, enough is enough, and I'm out. Nine different coaches. The longest tenured coach, I believe, right now, per uh, the, the math of Brian McLevin Rowitz and Chris Coquel, who kind of lead our high school coverage here, is what, five years, Coquel? That's the longest tenured coach currently? The longest tenured is six years of public school, Al Shipman, and this one private school, Boca Christian, Clay Shivers, who's seven years. But private school is kind of a different animal. But okay. six years. Now, we are lucky enough to have somebody that was successful in high school um, with us today, and that's Jeanette. We also have somebody that coached high school football who was unsuccessful, and that's Coquel. So, but I, I want to dive into this. In all seriousness, Coquel, give your resume and your win-loss record, just so people who know you from the radio but don't know what you did prior to this. Where did you coach your win-loss record as well with that, please, if you could? Okay, so I started my head coaching career as a JV coach at Boca High and went 5-2, and two, and then my career ended. Oh, you want my varsity <laughs> record, too? Oh, <laughs> yeah. man. All right. Then I, I went, said somebody that was successful in high school, Jeanette, and somebody that coached high school football then I went in to, Coquel. Then yeah. I went to Pope John Paul, and I got the team to five wins in its first time in eight years. That was good. And then I went to Forest Hill, and I won a game consecutively for three years for the first time in like 100 years. And when you're saying you got them to five wins, over how many years? No, the second year we were five and five. Year, okay. two, year two we were five. Year one we were one, okay. one and nine. I had a okay. lot of one and nines in there. And then three years yeah. before still we were one and nine, one and nine, one and nine. So three <sighs> and 27 in, in three years. And then actually one of the game wins got taken away because of a scandal that didn't involve my team. But, you know, we still somehow forfeited a win. So really, I guess eh. I'm two and uh, 28. Eh. That's debatable on that one. And then we go to Olympic Heights, who hired me off of that stellar performance. <laughs> and um, we you went had like a cheating scandal under your nose and you didn't even notice it. We, no, we were, they were cheating for other te schools, <laughs> but it was on my staff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so 
awesome. Not even my kids. I remember right. that was such a big thing back in the day, and I had Coquel on. He was a coach, like grilling him about this. Like, how did you not know? I don't understand. It's right there. And he's like, I promise you, I didn't know. And I'm like, you had an assistant coach that was trying to help another school's players, but not your own. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm supposed to believe that? That makes no sense. But that actually is what happened. Yeah. And then anyway, that, that coach's defense, he was doing it out of a pure heart, just misplaced. Um. It was. He was trying to help. Misplaced heart, okay? He, okay. He, was try, he was trying to help kids. He wasn't trying okay. to, like, move himself understood, up in the understood. world. Understood. Okay, uh, so you were a head coach at multiple high schools, Olympic Heights, Forest Hill. And then 7-3 and three at uh, Olympic Heights my last year. Okay. So this is a big picture question that, like, I don't know that you're going to have a specific answer to, but give it a go here. Why are the, all of these coaches deciding to walk away? Well, here's the thing. You just heard my resume, and there was like 401 and nine seasons on there. Yeah. And my last year coaching, I was making the same amount as Jack Daniels of Dwyer with all his state titles. Okay. That's a big issue that he made the same amount as me. Even though he was that much more successful, there's no way to make more money. Also, we're, they make less than $5,000 a year. Okay, so when you're saying like there's no way to make more money, it's our high school sports in general. Is it judged based on wins and losses? Because like, yes, Jack Daniels is a way better coach asleep than you were on your best day. But like, oh. I I understood it as there was a stipend and a budget that these schools have for the football coach or for any sport, regardless if the football coach is amazing like Jack or not as amazing like you. And it, whether it's Jeanette and I who would go coach the team and we'd be like, hey, we're ready to go. We're, we're completely like, not qualified to do it. There's a budget for that position. And, and what you're saying to me, like, I take that in a way that I'm like a little confused as obviously somebody that's not in it, but talks about it. Like, so you think winning and losing should matter relative to high school sports in terms of the payment? It's not even so much that. It's also just that it's such a low pay. And then when you're also not getting any kind of reward for working harder – or working better, it makes it infuriating. I mean, you got to think about it. Brian Dodds talked about his pay, and it has not increased at all. I mean, listen, listen to this, what his pay was from when he started to when he finished. Well, I'll give you an example that I told my staff. In 1998, I became a head coach at Boca Raton High School, and I made $4,100 as my supplement. And today, I make 4500 in 23 years. Think about that. The Park Vista coach who was successful. What I want to think about is this is the first time in 18 years that anyone but me is thrown <laughs> to audio. <laughs> that's what I'm actually going to think about. I mean, that's good, but I'm just that's that now is going to take me over here. Wow, I didn't Sorry. see that one coming. No, that was good. But and that's courtesy of, of Brian McLovin Rowitz's interview with him for ESPN 106.3 and WPTV. But what I'm saying to you is not the right or wrong, Coquel. And so I want you to, to, to like I want to make sure I'm clear on this. It's not the right or wrong. It's that's what the budget is for the job and like if you would have told me hey all these high school coaches they're actually volunteer coaches i would have believed you and maybe that's stupid but i would have believed like i didn't i never thought of it as a money thing well they basically like did they any of you do it for money they basically are volunteers when you end up what you end up spending on the kids just food and driving kids and things like that that you're not supposed to do but you end up doing it and you end up spending more money you end up losing money by the time it's all said and done or just buying stuff for the program that the program doesn't have that no one is funding and it doesn't matter how much money you fundraise and bring in you still can't pay yourself or other coaches again i'm not saying you're wrong i'm just trying to understand why you think that is wrong where like i, I don't know well, Jeanette, if i said to you if i said to you the the, the mass exodus of, uh, exodus excuse me of high school coaches in palm beach county was because of money would that have surprised you yeah a little bit, I, yeah. A little if bit, you yeah. Said, like it's to me, it's different than a teacher, right? Like a teacher, I think in theory should have their pay increase year to year because it's not really like a voluntarily voluntary position. Like I look at that as like you're going to school, you're getting your master's degree, and you're you're scrapping and clawing to get that kind of job where you're helping kids with stuff they need. I, I, I like. Uh, to me, it's like, and I played high school football, so you know, again, I, I'm coming from the former player perspective, <laughs> um, but. Like, I don't know. I, yeah, I guess I've Evan, always looked at it differently. Evan, where we played, you had whoever was the P coach and the nice guy and was good with the parents. He was your football coach for 30 years. Like, that's kind of what it was in New York. Here, it's different. Here, it's a cutthroat where you have to win. There's pressure on you. And there's a state right up the road in Georgia where the coaches are making $70,000 
They're not teaching a full load of classes. All they're doing. All right, talk to me about that. Then seventy might be that. low ball. Seventy might be low ball in some right. Of the programs. Right. So then, then there's conversation now about a lot of these head coaches that are leaving Palm Beach County and leaving the state of Florida to go to Georgia. So how do they get paid that much money? And and should the football programs in general, or, or are they Coquel money making operations? Do they make money for the schools? It depends on the school. Which which school you're in depends okay, on if so, you make so money. So any do any at any given point when you were a high school football coach, did the school make money out of the the idea of you guys fielding a team on Friday nights? Yeah, it was often that they would take money out of our what we took in to help fund other sports, or to help take it for if it got left in your account at one of my schools, it went into wherever the principal felt like taking it and putting it. Which is not dissimilar to college sports, whether we like it or not, but it's not dissimilar to college sports in that regard. So I guess tell me then, I guess uh, try your best again before we get to the Georgia part of it, to narrow down what is the problem and what do you deem the solution to be? Realize the importance of what sports bring to a school because academics drive athletics. I mean, excuse me, athletics often drive academics. When you're successful, like even look at a school like Olympic Heights that we took over. The school was on its way down. We started winning. Things started buzzing, and within a year, we were in A school because kids wanted to go to school because the school was successful because there was an environment of positivity and good feeling towards the school, and it all starts with the – I hate to say it because I'm not trying to downgrade the other sports, but it often starts with the football program. And what's the solution then? How do you fix that in your mind? You pay a livable wage. If you go hourly, what they what But that's not a full-time job. But why? But why isn't it? And why isn't it included in the teachers? First of all, the teachers' salaries. You can have me. We could sit here for a year, and I'll yell at you about teachers. I don't know why I'm yelling at you, but I will yell at you about teachers' well, salaries. Not everybody wants to sit here right now for a year. Jeanette and I do. Nope. What he said? You do. Okay. You do want to sit here. She was trying all to right, agree. I'm with alone. You. Okay. Here nice. we go. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Ryan, you available? <laughs> uh, go ahead. Jmart, hello. <laughs> But the it's salary, not a full-time job. So, so it is a full-time job. It's a longer okay. than a full-time See, job. Now, and then during, and then during the day, don't come to me about the kids' behaviors and to fix the whole campus because that's what happens. It is a full-time job. The football well, coach is also okay. a dean of students. The football Thank coach you. is also helping the special ed kids often. The football coach is also just picking up campus. The cafeteria is dirty. How can we fix it? Hey, get the football coach to get his football guys to fix this. Everything is solved by that football coach. Respect the position and pay it. Or, again, if you want to include it where it's not a full-time job, don't give me – I went to to a school. I had five different preps, meaning five different math classes to, to prepare for during the day while being the head football coach. Give him a weightlifting class, maybe one regular class, and then let him go. And let him go be the coach. And then at least that salary is taking over and paying part of what the coach is doing. I'm either a really good interviewer or you're a really bad answerer because now we got the answer 15 minutes into this. Now we understand what you're saying because finally I got it from you. The problem with high school football coaches in Palm Beach County is that you believe and you have a leg to stand on based on everything you just said. It is a full-time position and not a part-time position. And if you want to include, as you said, cleaning the cafeteria, helping with the special education program, which is unbelievably valuable, and that's one thing that Jack Daniels has done forever, and I know you've done forever as well, and that's way more valuable than anything else in my mind. Well, now we're talking. So now let's talk about the fallout of that. So maybe Brian Dodds doesn't leave Park Vista. Maybe TJ Jackson, who loves me, um, you know, took a job today against Charleston Southern as a defensive backs coach who was at, um, what, Atlantic, was a big-time coach. Maybe he doesn't leave if he's full-time and being the football coach is part of his job, right? So now we're getting somewhere, Coquel. But now the follow-up to that is, what does the basketball coach say? What does the women's basketball coach say? What does the swimming coach say? What does the soccer coach say? Should all of these positions be full-time or just the the football coach? Do all of those positions put in the same amount of time? I don't know. You would know better than I would. I, I'm I, asking you. I doubt it. There's a few, few and far between. When I doubt I played, it. When I played volleyball, we had games three, four times a week. Sometimes. Yeah, in season. In season, they all work their butts off. I'm not worried about that. It's the other nine months that we don't get paid and for. We did a lot of conditioning and did beach volleyball off season as well to prepare for court. You drinking on the beach isn't beach volleyball. No, this was high school. I followed rules in high school. Like he said. <laughs> 
So and there this are, is where there you're are, have a on, problem, though. Hold on, I do want to say there are great coaches in the other sports, and I respect those coaches. But a lot not of a them, lot, though, obviously, no, I do. But I just don't think it's the same amount of time. It's also not the same amount of kids. When you have a good program, even a bad, I got four still up to a hundred kids playing and three teams. Imagine what a good program is doing. Like that's I, a lot I don't of kids. Know. That's a lot of kids I, in your campus. And then even their friends often listen to the football coach because they're friends with the football players. I'm, I'm gonna have to defend to other sports too because my volleyball coach was an amazing woman, and she helped the way you're talking about how you helped your football boys. My volleyball coach helped me and our whole team, and it's 13 girls on this team. That's my point. Exactly. So if I kind of understand both sides what? of the argument, <laughs> <laughs> but Evan's point of what about the other coaches as well? Because that's what's going to happen. 13 right? to 150. Right, but Coquel, the whole point of this is you're presenting a problem, which clearly is out there, right? It's it's all of our focus right now, ESPN 106 WPTV. Uh, Brian Dodd steps down. He was the longest tenured coach for a while. He's got this amazing record. Park Vista, the guy's a legendary coach, right? And he's one of nine so far that voluntarily are just like, I don't want to do this anymore. And this happens now every single year. And the turnover is ridiculous. And I, and I said to you to start this conversation, like, I need to understand the salute, the, the problem here in order for us to get to a solution. And the problem clearly has become, based on how you're conveying this, is that this is a full-time job, just like math teacher, just like English teacher. But where the problem lies for you in your, in your solution to the problem is math teacher can be full-time different subject english could be full-time different subject science could be full-time you're not presenting anything here where in like what jeanette's saying how come volleyball coach doesn't get the full-time opportunity and you're saying it's it's based on number of kids and, and so on and so forth and maybe you're right about this but it can't just be well Dodds, and I know he's telling the story, he got 4,100 one year, and now he's up to 4,900 or whatever the exact numbers were, because what I'm telling you is that part of this is the school has the budget, it's not a full-time job, so there's a per diem in essence, or there's a stipend for the role that is not like carved out and altered like you're saying, like where you're self-deprecating, but in a productive way of saying, why should I, Chris Coquel, at one and nine, have the same salary, in essence, for this extra job as Jack Daniels, Dwyer at that time, that's 10-0 and for like five straight years and producing NFL player after NFL player, all by the way, while, while doing an amazing job of teaching special education at the high school. And you're right, basically, in the, in the Jack Daniels-Dwyer case back in the day, like, I know, you know, the masses now will know, like, he helped staff everything. Cousins, brothers, sisters, mother, like it, it, the Jack Daniels' entire family was was uh, the entire staff of every part of that school. So I get that. But you, what happens when the counter comes up, Coquel? Of why doesn't the volleyball coach get the full time opportunity? Well, there's a bunch of reasons. One, again, it's more kids. This brings in more money for the program, and it also takes more time. The recruiting ang angle of it. How much time you get spent doing recruiting? In the offseason, the offseasons are crazy. Trying to get kids into college and weightlifting programs. Five days a week. I, I All night long sending out college films over and over again. There is not a, another coach in another sport that has to do as much in recruiting as high school football coaches do. What about baseball? What about softball? They have a lot of kids on the team, don't they? How no. many kids? How much is the scholarship industry in those sports compared to football? It's not even close. It's not even close. So the work level changes. Why do you think these other sports, I mean, these other states spend so much money on their coaches? Okay, why is Texas? Why Explain. is Georgia? Why is all well, every other state respect help, their coaches? Help me understand. Help me understand. Help me understand. So Georgia's a place where a lot of people are going. What was the Palm Beach Gardens coach who, who left? Chris Davis? or, or Chris Davis, yeah. Chris Davis, yeah. Good coach, Palm Beach Gardens. Nice guy. He pieced out a couple of years ago and went to Georgia, correct? Yep. Tino Iaruli recently, Palm Beach Central. So explain this one to me. So you're telling me they get a $70,000 salary, which is not just good money for a high school football coach. That's good money, right? So explain that one to me. That's what they get. And their job is usually you're going to teach one weightlifting class, maybe two, maybe a football class, then you're off the rest of the day to prepare for football. 
And is that a normal salary, like, relative to a teacher's salary in Georgia? Are they getting the equivalent to, like, you know, 11th grade math? Is that how it works there? I That I don't know. I'd have to look up the teacher salaries. I know they're more than Florida, but they're, I don't think they're that much more. Are their programs more profitable? I don't know if they are. I don't know if they are, and I, and I think these programs So you understand be. why, why I, it's not that I'm disagreeing with you on anything you're saying, but you understand why there are holes to be poked here, correct? But you're not getting to the number, like the 4,100 seems more logical to me than the 70,000. That's crazy. Think about the hours, the hours per dollar, dollars per hour. Think about what you're paying someone at $4,100, $4,500, five grand. Think about five grand broken up through a year of work of what you know these football coaches do, off-season workouts, everything else they do, recruiting, scheduling, going to clinics, which, again, Coach Dodds talks about also in that interview that you can hear on the High School Hysteria podcast. Download wherever your podcasts are found. He isn't even allowed to go to clinics without taking his personal time, so he can't even get better. I'm, but you're missing what I'm saying. I'm not saying you're wrong about anything. I'm saying it is surprising to me hearing that any high school football coach anywhere could get that kind of high salary. But the money it's gets brought so, in. There is that, money that that's comes in. That's what I in, asked you. I said, it, is it profitable? It can be, yeah, but the problem is it's not going to be when you turn over every two years. And you can't build a program, so the kids just keep transferring and transferring every time they see an opening. So do you think any of these high schools will make a change? Or do they look at it and say, all right, you know what? We are, we are Palm Beach County. You show up here. You have a winning record. Everybody's going to notice you. You're going to get Jack Daniels, Doug Sosha. The amount of jobs that those two men have turned down in their lives is unbelievable. I mean, I Jack 100% was offered jobs at FAU. I believe he was offered jobs at Wisconsin. Jack's been offered major job after major job. You're on the radar. So do you think the schools and the ADs, Coquel, look at it and say, Supply and demand. Sure, okay, Dodds leaves and TJ Jackson leaves and all these coaches leave, which is not great, but the amount of people that are going to you know, run to us to make 4,100 to coach Palm Beach County High School is, is overwhelming, so we don't have to worry about that. I wouldn't say so. I know of one of the local openings that got five applicants, which is absolutely disgustingly absurd for a South Florida school. Five. Five resumes. Five. I probably could have gotten the job, but I love my job here. What... What was the pay? Do you have any idea? No, it's this regular teacher set. They're all the same. The schools are all the same. It's straight across the board in the district. This isn't like a principal decision. This is a district decision. And the district can find the ways to fund that money. How about maybe pay the people in the district office that are making $200,000 a year, maybe pay them a little less. It's, it's the budgeting through the district. So you're going to get paid your starting teacher salary, which now with the new law that they're now fighting, which was a $10,000 raise for teachers, it's probably going to get taken away. So now you're back down to 42000 to start plus maybe another 4500 So what's that, $4,600 and $46,000 to come in? And they're going to give you a full class load and you have to be the head football coach? And you better be certified. And guess what? You should probably get your master's too, which you'll never be able to pay back. It's a joke. It's all a joke. It's an extra job is how they look at it. It's not, I mean, you nailed it. It's not a full-time gig. So as long as it's not a full-time gig, they're not going to pay full-time money. And your point, while it's well taken, that it actually is a full-time gig, if you actually, not me, Evan, but if you, person X, knows what goes into it, you will clearly see it's a full-time gig. It sounds like, and, and this is one side of it from your side of it, but it sounds like they're probably voluntarily not looking into that part of it because they don't want to know that it's a full-time gig. Because the moment that they would have to know that, it's like, oh, we gotta re- we got to revisit all of this versus, hey, this is a voluntarily, voluntary part-time gig that we are going to put out there. If you're interested, here's the stipend for the season. But at what point does uh, our kids' future matter? Isn't that what school's all about, getting the kids to college? Isn't that the goal? Yeah, but every time people like us highlight Boynton Beach's Lamar Jackson, Dwyer's Jacoby Brissett, Pahokee's Anquan Bolden, Glade Central San Antonio Holmes, you know, uh, Cardinal Newman's Abel Milam. Like the more, the, as many times as we do that, it's like, all right, well, there's the future. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just presenting yeah, I, a I counter could, to what you're saying. I could I'm list, not disagreeing with what you're saying. I could list 300 kids that should have been recruited that, that have come to me to help them in recruiting because their coach hasn't done anything because their coach is new and has no idea what he's doing. All right, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. 
Um, so right now, I want to tell everybody about PNC, and then you're going to list those 300 people. I want to hear all 300 <laughs> people in one minute. You said you can list 300 people. We will hear those 300 people um, in a second after I tell everybody about PNC. It's my bank of choice, and I think what Coquel is saying today is that all these high school football coaches in our area need more money going into their PNC bank account because they deserve it. And PNC Bank is committed to all those who are working towards their next goal. Whether you're going the extra mile to set a personal best or looking to take your finances to the next level, PNC knows that reaching your goals often starts with a simple step. PNC Virtual Wallet can help you take those steps by providing a snapshot of your finances, get a breakdown of your budget, and check how much is scheduled out for bills versus how much is left to spend. Easily set up automated savings to help you take control of your finances and reach your long-term goals one step at a time. To learn more about these features or apply for a PNC Virtual Wallet, visit pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, make today the day. Virtual Wallet is a registered trademark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. Copyright 2021, PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. All rights reserved. PNC Bank National Association member, FDIC. I want to be clear. I don't disagree with you about anything you're saying. I'm the one bringing this up here saying that clearly there's an issue as to why in our area this thing that matters so much to so many people, high school football, is seeing this mass exodus of good people and good coaches who have helped influence the youth of our area, both in football and in life, and why so many of these people are saying, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not saying that there's not an issue. I'm 100% agreeing that there is one. I was just trying to understand the core of it. And you're saying that this is a job that should be a full-time job, just like a math teacher, just like a Spanish teacher or science teacher, whatever it is. And it's not treated that way. And what I'm then following up with with you, so, so we're all on the same page here, is the moment you do that, every other coach in every other sport for both men's and women's or boys and girls sports are going to say, well, wait a minute. If I can have this as my full-time job, where do I sign up for it? And you have reasonings as to why you would say, you know what? Here's why it's not a full-time job. Because of the number of people you're managing or coaching or teaching or because of the hours you put in or because of the off-season versus the in-season. And you may be right. You may be right. So I just want to, to present that there's another side to this. Brad and Jupiter on ESPN 106.3. What's up, Brad? Hey, I really appreciate the topic today. You guys are doing an awesome job, and, and, uh, and it's, it's right on. Um, I actually just resigned uh, in September as a teacher um, for a lot of the similar reasons. I, I actually taught uh, the arts, so I so also received a supplement. Um, and and uh, once again, there was never anything uh, consistent for the district across the board. Um, if you look at, like, band directors, right, band directors make a, a significant um, supplement that's, that's higher than something that I would have done spending hours after school. Um, and sometimes those, those band directors, like, like, let's say, a prominent, you know, magnet high school, uh, they don't actually spend any time after school. They, they really just rehearse and do those types of things in their class, and then they're still receiving the supplement for for time not being spent after school. Supplements are supposed to be after school, and that's why they're paid as such. Um, it's really, really frustrating, and I, and I hear you, uh, uh, Coquel, you're exactly right. Uh, there needs to be something done where it privatizes it or can, makes it consistent uh, for, for the opportunities that are out there. But exactly what you're saying, it's not just football. I mean, uh, I was 13 years, and, you know, just because of what's going on, but there was uh, just not, not worth it anymore, you know, for, for the amount of work that we're having to be done and, and for what we're getting paid, even, you know, even as a coach, I can understand it totally. Well, so, Brad, Brad help, and I appreciate the honesty here. Help me out on this. Um, so, you were you were uh, in the arts, so you were. What, what was your specific thing that you did uh, after school that was for your your whatever supplement you got there? Yep, I taught theater. Okay, so you were the theater too. So every major play, every major show. So in your mind, hey, I'm helping these kids in real life and potentially with their acting and their singing and their dancing and their staging and everything where maybe one day somehow they're going to get to go to you know Juilliard or they're going to get to go to Broadway or they're going to do something the equivalent of playing on Sundays, right, or playing on Saturdays. Your version of that would, would be the equivalent of you know what, what I just said. And so there's the same kind of end goal, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, so now if Chris Coquel's theory is football coach, full-time job, if you heard at whatever high school you were at, the football coach was just given a full-time position, 
but the head of theater was not, that you had to do all these other things during the course of the day, how would you have reacted to that? Now, see, that's not fair because I understand the work that the football coach uh, puts in. Most other art teachers would not. Uh, I understand. what I, I see them after school, you know, doing running. I do. All, I see all the recruiting. I, I probably wouldn't have put a stink because I understand it. But then you would have other teachers and other other teachers that would have those jobs as volleyball coach, as you know, um, with soccer coach that would that would throw a big stink and say, "I'm I'm not putting up with this. I'm not doing it. There's no way in heck." And they would and they would make sure that 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 never happened in the district. I also have one other follow up. I believe that In the Heights should be considered on the same or above Hamilton. It's not a knock on Hamilton, but I don't think enough people know about Lin-Manuel Miranda doing In the Heights before Hamilton. Give me a couple of minutes on that. Boom. Nailed it. Uh, it's his uh, graduate thesis that he wrote while he was at NYU. Uh, matter of fact, it, was, uh, it, went, it went right to the public theater. I saw it. I saw it on Broadway. I saw it. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. I had friends in it. Um, yeah, it, you're exactly right. The movie's going to do a lot for it. Um, the, the movie was supposed to come out before Hamilton, so the movie's going to do a lot for it to, to you know, make it more uh, accessible to others. But when he was in, in the Heights, that's where he went on uh, a vacation, and he, like, whatever, when he was done with it, that's where he picked up the book Hamilton and started reading it, and while he was leaving in the Heights, he wrote it. And by the way, I did have two students accepted into Juilliard. That was absolutely awesome. And Congrats. Co- Co- awesome. Coquel would like you to actually not get any money, though. It's only for the football That's coach. not so what I said at no, all. I believe, that's <laughs> what you, I believe that you want Brad's art program and that's theater right. program to be eliminated from the high school that he was at. Now, if Lin-Manuel is one, who's two right now in your mind? In terms of theater? Yeah. Shoot. Good question. Um, goodness gracious. You know, I mean, I guess you got to go with, like, someone that you, you guys probably wouldn't know, which is, like, you know, Jason Robert Brown or, like, a whole bunch of people that are just doing a lot of uh, underground type of stuff. The, the Pashik, uh, the people who wrote Dear Evan Hansen, they're really big, too. They're, they're, below, they're about to blow. Uh, well, isn't that, uh, isn't that, what's his name oh, yeah, from the, uh, the last Pitch five Perfect? years? No, Jason it's, um, Robert Brown, good job. Yeah, five yeah, years. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, Because he didn't Google that or anything just right now. No. <laughs> No, uh, I know. It's, I, it's, it's I, I, from. I, uh, it's from. Uh, it's the same guy who was in uh, in Pitch Perfect. Now Leslie Odom. Do we like Leslie Odom? Where are we with him? Uh, yeah, Leslie Odom's doing real well. He was just in that one night in Miami play in um, Sam Cooke, directed by Regina King. Yes, uh, uh, which Amazon. is an amazing thing. I, I'm, I'm dying to see that. It's on Prime. It's about the, the one night where like four unbelievable, iconic people like hung out one night in Miami. It was J-Mart, J-M-P, McLovin, <laughs> and Coquel. Just an amazing... No. Uh, so, all right, Brad, you know what? You, you answered a lot of questions. Good job out of you. Thank you for the phone call. I appreciate it. 888-760-3776. Just talking theater. Um, if you have more calls on Hamilton. So, uh, Coquel, you, you're probably right on everything you're saying. I don't think anything's going to change because of uh, literally not because of Brad and Jupiter, but because of Brad and Jupiter's position. But at what point does it matter to the people in charge of the district that we're going to lose quality coaches? What you're seeing kids now transfer to private schools because of that. You're seeing kids also in the Boca area end up in Broward and other counties. Like it's just going to continue being worse programs, which is worse for our kids and worse relationships with the college coaches, which is less scholarship opportunities. Because they often come down and go to the guys they trust because they know that you won't lie to them. And new coaches often, you'll hear them on high school hysteria, everyone has the best player ever in, at their position in the county. Like every single coach that's new has those guys at every position. Then you're like, well, but you're three and seven. I don't get it. So like they don't know the difference. And the college coaches see that. They're going to go to the guys who are going to tell them the truth. Mike in New York listening on the ESPN app. What's up, Mike? What's going on, guys? Coquel, uh, uh, Christopher Mad Dog Russo here. Can you give me a couple minutes on Johnny Walker and John Jameson, how their records were in the Palm Beach area? Yeah, give me a couple minutes on that. Come on, Carl. <laughs> That's Jeanette's field. Johnny oh, Walker boy. and Jameson. No, Thanks, Mike. Great, great call. Like, great call. Like, oh, boy. Like Co- Co- oh, oh, we really did cut him off. Ah, whatever. <laughs> oh, Oops. <laughs> 
Actually, that wasn't even me. That's Jeanette, I think. Which one of you actually does the phones on that? I don't even know. It was me, but you said right. thanks for the call. Yeah, I did. That's, that's on me. That's on me. I gave the cue, but I was like half joking, but not fully. Yeah, that's on me. That's on me. I'll, t- I'll take the hit on that. I apologize on that. 888-760-3776, number to jump in. I, I, Coquella, in a second, I want you to kind of give me, now moving forward, what you would say, like if you had ADs in a room, like what you would say to them. But I first want to tell, and you know, the administrators in the school district. I first want to tell everybody about Dr. Goldhaber. Uh, he's been treating ENT patients in Florida for over 20 years. Like, how about his Google reviews? Matt in Boynton Beach. Dr. Goldhaber and his staff are all super friendly and helpful. Been going to his office for years. They're all able to see me in short notice and take care of me quickly. Would highly recommend him and his entire team. Kim in Wellington takes time to actually listen to you and your concerns. He fixed my septum, and after so many years, I'm able to breathe so much better. He can treat it all. Ear pain. Sore throat, post-nasal drip, sinus pain, pressure, congestion. Dr. Goldhaber offers same-day and next-day availability. Telemedicine appointments available. Give him a call today at 561-734-3636 or goldsinus.com for more information. All right, Coquel, uh, Nick Lovin's going to join us here in a second. Uh, Brian McLovin, Rowe, it's ESPN 106.3 and WPTV, who, like Coquel, covers um, the high school stuff as much as anybody. But, but give me your thought. Like, if you're sitting there, Coquel, with ADs and with administrators, what are you saying to them? Well, it's not even so much the ADs. I'll, it's to the district because that's who makes these decisions and to the school board. You get what you pay for. That's what it comes down to with education. They always start, they want to spend billions on Marzano and all these different teacher structures, which is the same teaching lessons that I learned at college just under a different name. They just recycle them every three years and spend millions more on them. Take some of that money and spend it on quality people. People are what matter. That's what's going to get you the results. And that trickles down to spending that money on quality coaches. You get what you pay for. You want to pay $4,500 for a head football coach? You're going to get a guy there who, if he's good, he's gone in two years. And if he's not good, he's going to bounce around from job to job because no one else is taking those jobs. Dumb question. If this is the structure moving forward that you're so, you and so many others are not satisfied with, is there an argument just to not have sports? No. That's not, that is a dumb question. Of course it's not an argument. They have to have sports. It's such a release and an activity for kids. It's so important. It's one of the most important parts of the schools. Go to a school where there's underprivileged kids. That's where they want to be. They don't want to leave the campus. You know you're at a school that you're doing things right when you have to kick kids off of campus. And there are kids where their home life is the worst part of their day, where they just want to be around the program. They want to hang out in the locker room to the football coach or the basketball coach or the volleyball coach leaves at 8 o'clock. And they go to every single after-school game because home life just sucks. They come to school for meals and to have a place for safety. And that's why they're not going to change the pay. You just answered the question. So we have to get rid of sports to get them to change the pay? How about just doing what's right? Well, but that's the, but that's the problem, the way that I think this is all. Again, I'm not agreeing with it. I'm just telling you like that's, that's going to be part of the issue. All right, Brian McLevin-Rowitz joins us. McLevin, you covered this as much as anybody now on the TV side. What is your reaction to this this massive kind of uh, exodus of all of these coaches in our area? Yeah, I think I definitely have a different perspective than Coquel, being that Coquel is directly involved. Like he has been on the sideline, he has been in those meeting rooms. Like he gets it from that standpoint. Whereas I, like a lot of these coaches, I've basically been doing exit interviews for the last two months because <laughs> these coaches leave all of a sudden. We don't know what we're going to cover again, so I do these interviews and it's like, hey, you know, how was your time here? And in talking to all of them, and this includes current coaches, it does fall on the district. It does fall on them because there is something to that. Like, that was another thing Brian Dodds mentioned. Like, yes, the raise from 98 through 2021 is basically insignificant. But also, if you got a head coaching job today in 2021, you're making the same amount as a Brian Dodds who got this head coaching job in 1998. Like, there needs to be some sort of level there. But to your point about no athletics, like, I think they realized that, and they realized, like, oh, they control the power. Someone's going to take the job eventually. And unfortunately, I think the kids are the ones that are affected the most. I think we're going to see fewer recruits come out of here because there's not going to be as much talent because these kids aren't going to be coached up the same way. And that's the worst part right now is the way the kids are impacted by it all. So, McLovin, if they need more money for the better coaches, where do they get it from? I think there has to be a way. Like, the booster club is the one thing that everyone mentions. That's the one thing a lot of these coaches mention when they go to Georgia saying, hey, there is a booster club that if you're in Georgia and a booster club says, hey, we got $10 for the football program, $10 will go to the football program. That's not allowed in Palm Beach County. So if someone went to a high school and said, hey, I want to give $10 to this football program 
the school's going to say that's great, but ultimately that might only be six or seven dollars that gets the football program. Like that's the issue right now. Like let them recruit, let them do their things in terms of fundraising, and then maybe we see some of that. We're able to see those coaches that are here forever, those coaches that are state championship contenders, be able to pay for those new uniforms or upgrade this or cover that, and maybe that's the difference then. So now, now you're on to something. And Coquel, you know, Coquel's only had a 45-minute window to bring this up. So, so explain this part to didn't me. So, I didn't. Uh, so if Brian Dodds, who's this legendary coach who walked away yesterday, the ninth coach in our area to walk away voluntarily from high school football this year, if Brian Dodds says to, um, to uh, you know, I, I, I don't know, you know, Teddy, Teddy Morse, okay? You know, can Ed Morse sponsor – what we're doing here. I'd love there to be a donation. And Teddy says, hey, you know what? We have a couple of dealerships in the area. Why not? You know what? We'll, we'll donate some money here. We're not going to break the bank here because what are we going to get? Like half these kids can't even drive and maybe we'll get their parents, whatever it is, right? But if Teddy's like, hey, you know what? I'll throw you $1,000 just for argument's sake. You're saying of that $1,000 that Teddy specifically would have been approached by Coach Dodds, had the, re- the personal relationship with Teddy, and Teddy gives 1000 that that thousand doesn't necessarily go to the football program, and if that's the case, tell me why they are afraid to allow that to happen. I guess it's just to make things even. I guess just to answer your earlier point about like, hey, what about the other sports? But I feel like if you make every sport sort of fend for themselves, you're going to see some sports ultimately not make it, which is unfortunate because a lot of these football programs this past year was rough on them, and I think that's really contributed to the mass exodus, also where. A lot of these programs are going to struggle to survive this year. Like, if you told me by the time we start football, there's at least one or two schools in the area that aren't playing football in 2021, I wouldn't be surprised because it's something well, we talked on, about. Hold on, hold on. Let me ago. stop you, McLovin. Let me stop you there. Are this? Do you think the schools are afraid of that, or would almost welcome that? I feel like they'd welcome that. I don't honestly. I don't know the legality from a Title IX standpoint. I know obviously on the college level there has to be an equal male and female sports. I don't know if that's the same on the high school level, but yeah, you have to imagine they probably welcome that. And maybe if they're not paying a coach to a school a sport that's not making, maybe that money can go to football also. But like this past year hurt. Like only having two home games and then having the you know limited attendance and then having to pay the officials extra money, which we talked about. You know them demanding that raise a year ago, like. A lot of these programs are struggling right now, and that falls on this head coach who's working a second full-time job, like Coquel said, and not getting paid for a second full-time job. So ultimately, it just broke them down. But I want to be clear on something. We're saying it because we believe it and we understand it as a second full-time job. By definition, mm-hmm. as they employ these people, like the – I don't know if you heard the caller that just called a couple of calls ago, yeah. Brad and Jupiter, about the, the arts program. That's not actually a full-time job how they define it. Right. Well, that's the thing. Like, I bet if you break it down hour-wise, they probably look at it, and this will drive Coquel crazy, like it's you know, 15 to 20 hours yeah. a week. So, uh, you know, uh. three-hour practice Monday through Friday, and then maybe you throw a game in there also. Like that's probably how they justify it, whereas anyone that's ever been around it knows that's not accurate. Well, are there coaches – I guess this is probably more for Coquel, but are there coaches that do work 15 to 20 hours a week and they say, that's what I'm being paid for, that's what I'm asked to do, and that's what I'm going to do? I'm sure there are. There's a lot of bad coaches out there. So, like, those are the ones that go one and nine three years in a row, hypothetically. <laughs> no, I mean, it depends which program you take over. That Maybe if they had a one and 99 record before you got there, one and nine isn't so bad. But, Coquel, you're <laughs> frowning upon what McLovin's saying is people actually doing their job, just not doing more than their job. No, I'm yeah, well, I'm frowning on people not coaching properly, just not being a good coach or not caring and just rolling the ball out. There's a lot of roll the ball out there, guys. But even those guys put in more than the hours that, that make it. They put in more than 15 hours. Even the coaches, as we say, the guys who just roll the ball out, they put in more than the 15 to 20 hours. Evan, look at it this way. Boca High, college facilities, beautiful field, huge pool, all this stuff. Eight coaches in the last 17 years. And the reason is? What we've been talking about. They don't get paid anymore. And they deal with Boca Pell. But I'm saying that's your opinion. Is, has that been said by all of these coaches that you're talking about? It's been said by almost everyone on the way out. And okay. the text messages I'm getting now from coaches saying, you're right, we don't get paid. Like eight coaches at Boca High. Well, I hope these coaches understand that I'm not disagreeing. I'm trying to uh, – there, there has to be another side in the way in which this is looked at. 
right? So I don't want these coaches mad at me now. Jeez, be mad at Coquel. <laughs> it's just it's just crazy that Boca High has college facilities and probably the greatest administration, and you got eight coaches in seventeen years. Let me bring Ken Levicka in this. Keep, uh, Jeanette, keep McLovin locked in oh. if you could. Let me bring Ken Levicka, weekdays 3 to 5. He's done a million high school football games in the area over the last decade. Ken, what's your reaction to all of this? Where The mass exit is high school football coaches. We've heard a lot of reasoning. I, I'm fascinated by Brad and Jupiter who called earlier with the arts program because I think we have to acknowledge there are other voluntary programs that are out there as well. What's your take on all of this? Well, I think all of this speaks to the vast underfunding of education, period, in this state. This is not just isolated to football coaches. This is not just isolated to Palm Beach County, though the Palm Beach County School District has been deficient for quite some time. But this is a state of Florida problem. And uh, these are hurdles that have not been attacked. It has not been broached. It has not been fixed. And so it's not just coaches. It's education as a whole. I have been around a lot of very, very good people and a lot of very good football coaches who, and I don't blame them for this, and yes, coaching football, as Coquel knows, is a labor of love, but at some point, you need to look out for yourself. And in the state of Florida and in Palm Beach County, where there's so much tradition, so much football excellence, and there's so much pressure, and you're getting no financial help, you're not getting help from administration, you're not, there's really no chance unless at this point you're at a private school to really truly broach and unless it's a rare circumstance like Dwyer five years ago or Atlantic now where you can get yourself in a position to compete for a state championship it's not going to happen and I don't blame these coaches for hanging it up or going somewhere else I I think everything you're saying is fair I'll tell you my number one takeaway from this honestly that that really is going to stick with me that I'm actually bothered by so let's say let's say I like Coquel hypothetically and Coquel leaves the show, and he, and he goes back, and he goes and coaches high school football. <laughs> so if Coquel calls me, and he has a legit sales pitch, like not, not joking around, like, listen, here, I, I, I need $500. Here's what I need $500 for. I want it for X, Y, and Z. I'm going to lay it out this way. I'm literally going to send you the receipts of everything I'm using. I'm doing this so on the up and up, and it's for the sole usage of these kids, right, for this program, whatever it may be. The thing that, that I'm learning that really would bug me is, like, I can't give him that without guaranteeing he gets what he wants on the up and up legally through his AD and administration, whatever it is, because it may go fund some math program that I don't care about, and I wouldn't give that to 500. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be, like, anti-math. I guess that, that, that's my issue. And by the way, and Ken, I mean, you, I think you know this. We had this situation. I can't remember if we were on the air together this day. But the, the Wisconsin, when I went to school, University of Wisconsin, the student radio station reached out, or the school reached out, no, I'm sorry, the student radio station reached out for a donation. And I said, sure, for the sports department. And they couldn't guarantee it would go to the sports department. Well, I didn't want to do it right. then. I didn't want to do it because, like, I didn't have this unbelievable experience at the radio station. I had an unbelievable experience at the sports department at the radio station. Yeah, so I, I didn't I, want I, my I, money going everywhere else. I didn't need like metal death to be increased with their, their you know what I mean, <laughs> right. like my five hundred dollars or whatever it was. I had a coach recently tell me that like it might make more sense to only play road games moving forward. Like if things are going to be limited in terms of attendance and stuff, because it just doesn't work out financially to host a home game and pay the officials and pay for this and pay for that. Where security. if they just go on the road, yeah, security. Like it may just make more sense to just go on the road and do things that way. It costs so much money to run a game now because they have to have six administrators there all getting crazy extra pay. They have to get you have to pay someone to do the tickets. You can't get a volunteer to do it. You have to pay for the actual police's overtime and they have extra cops because of a shooting a few years ago. They have to be there. Even though even if you're at a program where you know you're gonna have twelve fans in the stands, you have to have six police officers there. It costs so much money. And then the officials who actually deserve the raise they got, they got a raise as well. So it's hard to have home games. It is hard. That's why when you when you actually make money and you get a gate, you want to keep it, and you don't necessarily keep all of it. Right. And the problem, too, and Palm Beach County is unique, as is Broward, as is Dade County. You have major financial disparities literally within blocks of one another from one school to another. So one school may have a great booster program, and they can cover those costs because they have parents that are buying in. They have people making donations to the athletics program, or you have another school that's 
barely making enough gate to pay all those expenses, and there's nothing left after that. And that's where overall funding comes into play because these schools in Georgia that are paying seventy, eighty thousand dollars per year, you're talking high income areas. You're talking uh, schools that are getting proper state funding, allocated money, and that's not the case here. There's, it's more than just, oh, money. It's different levels, different financial levels that are coming into play here, and that's why coaches are bailing, and that's why this is a crisis. This is a legitimate crisis right now with high school football and a proud area for it. All right, yeah, we got to wrap. Brian, Brian, we got to wrap. You're just learning the clock here. Do anything else. I got <laughs> two reads to else. still get in here. Uh, here's what I want to do, okay? First of all, uh, are we all in agreement that Coquel should not do his terrible show to, uh, Friday night at 6 and just replay this? Are we good on that one? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> we got to play the Brian Dodd's interview also. Okay, so uh, it's on the podcast. It's already up there. Download your podcast wherever podcasts are found, High School Hysteria or the Evan Cohen Show. Okay, so then uh, we're going to get the final word uh, before we do a Duffy's Daily Headline in a second. And the final word today is brought to you by Ed Morse. Ed Morse Automotive from their start in 1946. The Ed Morse Automotive Group, a family-owned and operated business, has had your back. They've had my back. They probably would have high school football's back if they were allowed to just give to high school football. I know Rich Dene from, from, has done stuff, a million different things with Atlantic over the course of time. As they celebrate 75 years in business, join the 1.75 million customers that have been backed by Morse to their Ed Morse price protection promise. Huge 75th anniversary savings going on at all of your local Ed Morris automotive dealers. It's the price protection promise. Make sure you are backed by Morris. Ed Morris, of course. All right, everybody gets a final word. Brian Rhodes, go ahead. I think the one thing to remember with these coaches, it sort of backs up Ken's point about the you know different levels of children. Like These coaches aren't asking for more money so they can go buy a kayak. Like These coaches that are leaving care for their kids. And that might be... <laughs> what? <laughs> that might be something as simple as like, paying for an SAT for a kid to get into college where, like, you don't have stuff like that. And I think because of that, like, that's the big difference right now. Ken Levicka, final word. Thank you, Brian. Do you no want problem. these coaches in the series to have them in seven-on-sevens to allow them to get properly recruited, to allow them to go to camps and maximize their potential? then you pay the coaches. If you're not going to pay the coaches, then they cannot be held to this standard that so many athletics departments and high schools throughout the area are holding these coaches to, which is largely leading to this turnover. Ken Levicka, you're here tomorrow, 3 to 5. Thank you, Ken, for your final word there. Chris Coquel, final word from you on this. You get what you pay for. Whatever, like I said before, whatever you, put, you pay out, that's what you're going to get in return. And if we keep paying teachers... Crap money, we're going to get crap results in kids who can't read in ninth grade, and then now we're going to have crap coaches who can't help kids get into college. Jeanette Javier, final word from you on this. Pay the football coaches what they deserve, absolutely, but also make sure to watch out for the rest of the coaches and other people who teach extracurricular activities. Which there is the rub, is it not? Because for an hour, many have vouched for just the football coaches. But when the arts teacher calls in and he's saying he wouldn't have a problem, well, somebody else would. I guess my final word on this is nothing that Coquel has said I deem to be wrong. All the coaches listening, first of all, thank you. Second of all, I do agree with Coquel. You deserve to get paid. The problem that you all are going to have, unfortunately, is where's the money going to come from? And I think that's where the unified front needs to come in as much or more than it ever has because I'm. Sh- it's not like I'm sure like they haven't done this already. It's here's where we can get the money from or here's where you can allow us. As I said, you know, if you want to go and knock on my door to donate money and, and you're not, you feel like you're not allowed to because my money that I would give you, my, I'm just using a random number, $500 is going to go to, you know, fix the urinal. I, you know, that's, that's not what I'm giving five, you the money for. Five footballs. That's how expensive that sport is. Sorry. Is that how much a football is? 75, bucks? 75 to 80 bucks. Yep. Yep. So wow. each football, you go through how many in a season? I don't know. How many? Uh, 20 something, probably. And then you have to, re- we have to redo the helmets because concussions. So they have to be redone every year. That's $60 a helmet just to get it reconditioned. So there's 100 and something helmets there. You do that math, and the shoulder pads have to get reconditioned. Plus, after every seven years, they're deemed bad. So you have to buy brand new ones on top of the ones you're reconditioning. And that's before you even start playing a game. And there's no guarantee the money that I'm giving for that would go to that. It, well, it's got to go through the athletics first. It can't be an outside booster club. Yeah, well, and that's, that's part of the issue. But 
hopefully what happened today, I guess my final word after my final word after Coquel's final word after his final word, um, is that hopefully what we did for the last hour raised some awareness, right? Hopefully people are hearing about this. Hopefully people are talking about it. It's a problem in our area that has probably been undercovered. And we are trying to expose it a little bit today about all these coaches leaving and Coquel predicting that many more will continue to do so. And hopefully many people in our area heard this today and thought, you know what, let me ask around about this. And I think maybe that's the best service that we can give um, to help this. And um, you can look up more information, um, obviously, by way of our podcast at ESPN West Palm and wherever podcasts are found. We have more information, High School Stereo Podcast as well, online uh, with all of our Twitter handles at ESPN Top 63. And, of course, if you want to get online with the best online uh, and Internet, of course, you got to go to Xfinity. And you can enjoy your favorite streaming apps all in one place with tons of great content for every Internet customer. Get a Flex 4K streaming box free with your Xfinity Internet. Enjoy your favorite apps all in one place and watch thousands of awesome TV shows, movies, and documentaries. Easy to set up. Just plug in and connect to your Xfinity internet to start streaming in seconds. It includes a Peacock Premium for live sports, movies, and unlimited access to your favorite NBC Universal shows. Like, of course, how about The Rock Show? Young Rock is on there. The Dan Patrick Show is on there as well. Say it and see it with the award-winning X1 voice remote. For more information, call 1-800-XFINITY, visit Xfinity.com, or drop into an Xfinity store today for more details. We are on to Thursday, right here on ESPN 106.3.